All discussions and topics had on this episode of Cav Corner can be a trigger for certain listeners, so listener discretion is advised. Any beliefs or opinions covered in this episode do not represent the voice, beliefs, or opinions of JCCC. Now please enjoy this episode. Being a woman is, in my, in my personal experience in life, it's showing up every day and just surprising, you know, everyone. Showing up and being able to show that, you know, you're meant to be here, I'm made to be here and I can like hold my own here no matter the people in the room with me. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Cav Corner. It's a great time to be a Cavalier. I'm Silas Lore. I'm Ileana Clathis. And welcome to the Cavalier Corner, a show in which we'll be discussing all kinds of fun topics related to student life. And today we are joined by... Maria Palazuelos. Okay, uh, so today, as you said, uh, our guest is Maria, the Vice President of Student Senate. Uh, introduce yourself. Okay, um, yes, my name is Maria Palazuelos. I'm the Vice President of the Student Senate. This is my fourth semester here at JCCC, so I think I'll do one more in the next, the upcoming fall, and then I'll probably be transferring to KU. Um, mm-hmm studying civil engineering, and I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> wow, civil engineering. Okay, okay. What does that entail? What exactly is that? Infrastructure, bridges, all that type <laughs> of okay. good stuff. I, I don't know. My mind is kind of just boggled <laughs> by all that, so it's been, it's been fun. It's been tough, but it's been fun. I can definitely say I've traveled over a few bridges in my life, good. so definitely a little good. bit of an expert yeah. myself. <laughs> um. <laughs> nice. Well, that's awesome. Um, so as Cav Corner states, we will be playing a game uh, this week or this month. Since it's Women's History Month, we will play, be playing a trivia question. We'll do trivia questions. So, All right. Are you ready? I am. All right. Oof. <laughs> All right. So Hope is a Thing with Feathers is one of the most well-known poems by which renowned writer? Emily Dickinson, Sylvia Plath, or Elizabeth Bishop? I think I'm going to embarrass myself on this trivia game. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, I want to go with Emily Dickinson because she's, you know, like, the one I know most about, but I feel like it's not going to be her. Is that your final answer? Yes. And that is the correct yes. answer. You win a Tesla. Good job. Yes! Whoa, okay. I'm I didn't know we were giving out prizes. I won a Tesla. Ooh. Okay. Um, number two, which activist co-founded and presided over the National Women's Suffrage Association? Anne D. Gordon, Susan B. Anthony, Lucretia Mott. Is it Susan B. Anthony? Susan B. Anthony would be correct. No way. Second oh time my goodness. Second time in a row. Can we get a flawless run? All right. Oh my gosh. Three, Rosa Parks' activism led to which key movement moment in the civil rights movement, the, Montdom- the Montgomery bus boycott, Greensboro's sit-in, or the March on Washington? Isn't it the bus boycott? The Montgomery bus boycott is correct. Yes. That's three That's in a row. Oh my That's good. All right. Four. Which of the following women was the first female U.S. Secretary of State? Madeleine Albright. Condoleezza Wright, Hillary Rodham Clinton. 
Oh no, I think this is where my streak. <laughs> I believe. Can I? Re- can you repeat the the options real quick? Yeah. Madeline Albright, Condoleezza Wright, Hillary Rodham Clinton. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. I'm gonna go with A. Madeline Albright would be correct. <laughs> oh, you got fire. You're four fire in a game. row on fire. This is All right. awesome. Going to wedding. number five. <laughs> wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is very uh, intimidating. Okay, <laughs> who was the first woman to co-anchor a news show? Marlene Sanders. Barbara Walters or Susan Stam- Stomberg? Yes. Mm. I'm going to go with Susan Stomberg. Stamberg? Susan Stomberg is not correct. The correct answer was Barbara Walters. She's going to be my second option. <laughs> Rip. And if not, Rest it would have been your third, and that would have been okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So four out of five so far. That You're doing was a pretty solid job. Yes. So. Freaking amazing. <laughs> I'm honestly surprising myself. I'm You're <laughs> very knowledgeable in women's, yes. women's history. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> All right. So number six. Who is, who is known for being the first African-American prima ballerina? Anne Benna Sims, Aisha Ash, or Janet Collins? Mm, this topic is in my forte, I don't think. Could you repeat the options real quick? Sure. Anne Benna Sims, I, uh, Aisha Ash, or Janet, Janet Collins? I'm in my head. Janet Collins. That was five out of six. No. Five out of ten, correct. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Which abolitionist was known as Moses in the Underground Railroad? Uh, Sojourner Truth, Elizabeth Freeman, or Harriet Tubman? Harriet Tubman. Yes. She knew that one. She I knew that, that one. That <laughs> one. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. She was ready for that one. She's like, one. Where, where is Harriet? Where is she? I got worried when she was the third one. I was like, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Am I wrong? <laughs> What's going on? What is Harriet Tubman exactly? <laughs> Which Guatemalan activist is known for her work for ethnocultural reconciliation and indigenous rights? Oh, my goodness. It's a lot of words. Rigoberta Menchu, uh, Ana Menedita, and... Liana Rose Lechninen. I don't think I said any of those right. Hmm. I'm going to go with A. What? That's correct. Okay, no, that was correct. That, really? that is correct. correct. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that one. I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> one, two, three. That's almost. That's. Well, uh, I missed one so far, yeah, right? Yeah, so like. Yep. If we've got a few more, so... A couple more. we got to trip you up soon. Which artist known for her self-portraits and depiction of Mexican folk culture? Uh, Tamara de Lampica, Frida Kahlo, or Teresa Berga? Frida Kahlo. Yes. I also knew yes. that one. Frida Wait, Kahlo. Nice. There we go. <laughs> All right. Final question. Yes. Oh, my gosh. All right. This is the one and only... Uh, who was the first openly transgender woman to appear on the cover of Times Magazine? Jeanette Mock, 
India Moore or Laverne Cox? Laverne Cox. Mm-hmm. There it Nine is. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. <laughs> Did you say I won a Tesla or something? Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Fully electric. Fully electric. Uh, you know. 100% you know, you actually only get the the only gas powered Tesla. No way. Um, oh. <laughs> wow. Because you know. SMC uh, budget, you know, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> hold back on a little bit no, of stuff. I understand. Yeah, no worries. All right, so um, first topic. So, what is the Student Senate? So, you're the vice president. Um, what are your roles? So, the Student Senate as a whole kind of just serves as like the governing body of um, just the students and kind of like the voice of the students. And we work a lot. I feel like the majority of the time we're working with clubs that um, has a lot to do with everything that we do. Um, specifically, my role as a vice president. Um, one, I kind of have two bubbles that I kind of think of it as. One side is I'm the co-chair of the service and fundraising committee. So any events or anything that the Senate puts on, um, just in general, that kind of falls under my, you know, leadership I would say so in the fall we had trick-or-treat for kids we had that in that big the long calm room um that was us and I was kind of the head of all that and then in the winter um JCCC gives we work a lot with the center for student involvement on that one um and that also kind of falls under under what I'm in charge of and then, so it's all the service and fundraising thing. And then I also work a lot with clubs. So I'm also the co-chair of the Inner Club Council, um, which is held every first Friday of the month. And what that is, is um, we kind of just have these meetings set up for different club representatives to come um, and meet together once a month. We share uh, information that we think is just important for club leaders to know on campus, whether that be like marketing, fundraising, budget requests for the Senate, things like that. Um, and I co-chair that with Alyssa up in um, COM 309, in the CSI, sorry. So I do a lot of the service and fundraising part, and then I will also work a lot with the clubs. So that's kind of my main Awesome. Goals. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like <coughs> quite a bit, very involved. and. Yeah. All that. Um, so you mentioned the Center for Student Involvement. Could you kind of go a little bit in depth for listeners on what that might be? So the Center for Student Involvement, personally, I don't work up there. I just work a lot with the people that work up there. Um, but they help out a lot with um, when clubs come in for, like, marketing requests for, like, flyers they want to print out. They work a lot with, like, things like that. Um, specifically, I... I know, like, all of the things they do, but I don't think I can give you, like, a straightforward, like, (laughs) breakdown of what they do since I I just work a lot with them. Um, But also our advisor, Maya Lawrence, she's up there. So I just, I end up spending a lot of time (laughs) up there, even (laughs) though I do not work there. I'm there very often. You're just a people person. Exactly. Everybody loves you being around. and find myself there. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) So you truly belong. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say your favorite part about being a part of the Student Senate is? I think specifically to my, like, role and position, I get to work with just so many people, whether it be, like, like right now we're planning service week, which is next week. Well, we're not planning it. We've planned it, but we're, you know, 
getting ready to do it. Um, and we're going out and we're going to volunteer at different Johnson County um, like government aid support agencies. And, you know, like I get to work with the people who work there because, you mm -hmm. know, we're doing that. And then for Trick or Treat for Kids, I get to work with all these different club leaders that are coming together to put on this huge event for, you know, a bunch of little kids on Halloween. Um, and then just an inner club, like getting to know different people from so many different clubs. It's like interior design, floral design, mm -hmm. BSU, GSA, like all these different clubs that are super, super unique. And I get the chance to work with all of them. So I think out of like all the things I get to do, just getting to, you know, talk and work with so many people from so many different, you know, backgrounds and involved in so many different things. I think that's, that's really awesome that I get to kind of be in the middle of all of that. <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah. And, uh, very inspiring. Do you think that's changed? Um, do you think going here and working in Student Senate has changed a lot of uh, views on just how everything works about community college and stereotyping it and stuff I, like that? I definitely think so. Um, coming into JCCC, I was really involved in high school. I was super, super involved. So then I got here and everything was like completely new. And I was definitely struggling a lot my first semester. And I was like, I, I think I just need to get like involved in something. Like I need to find something that I can like put my time and effort into besides just coming here to like do school, do classes and then go home. And I think that's the experience that a lot of people have until they kind of dive into the like the student life aspect of it that a lot of people don't know is actually there. Mm -hmm. And it becomes like this whole new world of things that I honestly had no <clears throat> idea was there. Um, and especially, I think COVID also affected all of that because coming in, half of my classes were still online, half were here. So, you know, there wasn't as many people here. There weren't as many events going on. Um, but yeah, once you like kind of walk into that other side that isn't just going to school and going home. It's like a whole different place. And I definitely felt the impact once I started getting involved. I was like, wow, like I would have <laughs> never known that all of this was here if I wouldn't have tried to, you know, step out of just what I was doing for the first semester. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I feel like that's the story for a lot of students. I mean, yeah. uh, talking to people that work in the student lounge specifically, it's, they, they're talking always about just how much stuff goes on, but like no one knows about it. It's mm -hmm. like only, oh, what was it? There's like, there's some statistic out there, but there's only a percentage of students that know what's going on and then a percentage that actually do and go to these go events. To and, yeah. but when they do, it's like, my gosh, there's so many people here with similar interests, similar exactly. likes, similar uh, opinions, like all that stuff, like it just kind of wraps around. You're like, man, this is, this actually kind of really works for me, cool. you know? Yeah, that, um, I know, yeah, I definitely. I definitely felt that. And my brother, he, he did JCCC too and then went to KU. And, like, he didn't do that. Like, he was very, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to go home. So I think we've had two very different experiences here because I'll, like, talk to him about it. And he's like, like, I don't think he would have ever guessed that there was so much going on here because, a lot, yeah, a lot of people don't know about it. So I'm glad I do, and I'm trying to, you know, give the same experience to other people that maybe yeah, might give be on the same room. page as I was when I first got here. For I sure. know that for my first semester, that was kind of me. I just wanted to go to school, do my homework, and then leave. But uh, when I got involved in uh, the Student Media Center, I, it kind of went from there. So yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's cool. That's awesome. For sure, yeah. 
So would you recommend other JCCC students like try out the Student Senate? I would. I So we're always open to have people just come in and sit if they're curious um, about like what Senate does. I think that's cool that they can kind of sit in and see how we do things, how things roll. Um, but I definitely would. I think not only... The f- I first got involved just to, like, get to know people and be involved in something. But I think the impact that it's had, just, like, on things like, like my time management, um, my communication, knowing how to work, since I work with so many people, knowing how to work with different types of people that have different um, ways of doing things compared to the ways I do things. Um, I think all those little things that you have to continuously use throughout your life, all those like basic skills that'll help you, it's helped me tremendously in all of those. So, and I mean, everyone always says this, it's always good to have on your resume. I think, you know, I'll I'll put it out there, it is always (laughs) good to have on your resume, but I think it does so many more things than just that. And I I do think that it's made me a more, um, like a more well-rounded person, if that's how you say it, um, a more balanced person. And it, yeah, it's definitely helped me work and practice a lot of those skills that don't always come so naturally. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend it as something for, for sure. people to get involved that's in. That's super cool. Yeah. So what you're basically saying is that as now that you've done this, this super cool opportunity where you've gotten to experience all these different experiences, and you said more rounded person, right? Do you think that's going to impact your future careers and future like kind of livelihood once you leave JCCC? I do think so. I think if you look at who I was kind of just as a student and I honestly just as a person when I got here to how much I've grown after, I definitely think a lot of the things that I've learned I'm going to um, – definitely carry with me when I leave here. I mean, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be working with people. I'm Mm going to be doing things, you know, that I'm going to have to use my time management on. I'm going to have to be a leader. I'm, you know, it's just situations that I'm going to find myself in my career for, you know, however long I'm going to be in it. So I definitely think everything that I've, you know, the foundations that I built here, I'm going to take with me and just continue to grow um, in wherever I find myself. But it's those things that you just... You can't escape. It's things you're going to have to do in life, and I'm, I'm really glad I had a really good foundation to, to start up here um, just based on everything that I've, that I've been involved in. All right, so one last question. Uh, let's say you're walking out the door. This is your last day as the vice president of yes. the Student Senate, and the new hire just walked in. What would you say to that person? Oof. I would say to the new hire, what would I say? I would, I think I would, I would say so many things, but I think <laughs> I would probably emphasize the importance of communicating with people. I think a lot of times issues that we run into is just because of bad communication. I know I've been in a lot of those. Um, so I think just being able to, you know, communicate your ideas and also the other side of communication, being able to listen to when people are communicating to you, I think it's really important to have, especially, again, I will reemphasize it, as vice president, you work with so many different people who might not do things or see things the same way you do. So I think your communication has to be so on point. So, you know, there's never like a, 
a miscommunication in there or you might understand it a certain way but that's not the way they wanted you to understand it so I would just emphasize emphasize being a, practicing your communication because I think that's very important yeah for sure I would say that during because of Gen Z and having phones and technology and everything it's a uh, it's kind of difficult for at least I don't know uh, I've experienced like being able to talk to people and communicating with other people is kind of nervous sometimes because all we're doing is staring at our phones yeah. all the time. So it's definitely important to uh, to have that skill and yeah. for life. For sure, for sure. That's all I have for you for that first topic, though. But thank you for talking about it. I mean, I feel like, again, like you were saying, it's just like there's not a lot of people who know what's going on out mm -hmm. there. And the, the Student Senate specifically is... Feel like kind of a gray spot, and at least my knowledge as well. I might have to go in. Uh, could you say what the times for the sit-ins are? Yeah, we are in the collab every Monday from one to two. Awesome. All right. So we meet there every Monday. That's where our GA is, and yeah, anyone is welcome. You'll see this this big a bunch of tables set up together with like the front, and then you know they kind of go out and. Sometimes we're on this side, sometimes we're on that side, but you'll definitely be able to see us wherever, awesome. whatever side they put us on. That yeah, week. for sure. Right on. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. All right, and then for we have our for next topic, um, we have <sighs> Women's History Month, and just discussions about things like that. Um, so first question: What does Women History Month um, mean to you, Maria? I think, for me personally, it's just like all about celebrating women. I think, you know, it's something that, I mean, I think every day we should celebrate women, but especially during this month, I think it's really important to um, celebrate all the wins that women have, have, have had. Um, you know, women that have, you know, in the past, women that have just fought tirelessly, bravely for things that they believed in, women that continue to do that today, I think, bringing more light to all of those and celebrating them and showing the rest of the world is extremely important, but even just for women themselves, being able to feel that impact. I think, you know, when other people are celebrating all these things, you kind of take a step back and you're like, oh, wow, like, that was me. You know, I did that. So I, I think it's all about just celebrating them, celebrating the diversity that is womanhood, you know, mm -hmm. everything that makes a woman a woman, I think. And again, I think it's something we should do every day, <laughs> but especially during this month, I think it's really important to shine light on that. Okay, okay. I agree with that. I also think it's a, it's a time of self, self-love and acceptance, mm -hmm. just of womanhood and everything, kind of like what you were saying. Um, what does feminism mean to you? For me, feminism is... It's just all about, like, equality and respect for me. It's about, um, you know, I think just leveling the playing field. I don't think that the playing field has always is always like that, and I think it's all about that, and I think it's also just about respect and respecting everything that women stand for, respecting their diversity, their experiences, their identities, everything that goes into all of that. I think when, when women feel that respect, we become so much more empowered mm -hmm. and it's it's a really good feeling and I think um I feel like feminism sometimes gets really twisted in the media yeah, I, I always sure. see you know I feel like the true definition of feminism isn't always what people believe it is 
and that really bums me out because then a lot of people are like, no, we don't, we're not, we're not, <laughs> we don't do feminism, things like that. And I'm like, I, for me, it's just all about equality and really respecting one another and, and leveling everything. So if there's equal opportunities for everything that, you know, a woman can put her mind to and accomplish. So going along with that, would you say that um, men can also be feminists? I do. I think anyone can be a feminist. I, I don't think it matters, you know, what gender you are or anything. I think, you know, fighting for feminism is just fighting for equality for everyone. So I think, you know, anyone who believes in that, it should be a feminist. 100%. I, uh, yeah, definitely in the media, it, uh, it seems that it, it, it de- portrays feminism as a the the thing that women hate men and things exactly. like that. But that is definitely not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be about empowering and um, finding common ground between mm-hmm. women and everything. So it, uh, it needs to get a better rap. I agree. I agree. Um, so uh, also, would you consider yourself a feminist, I'm guessing? I would, yeah. I think, you know, everything that I just define feminism as, it's definitely things that I strongly believe in and things that I fight for just in all the things that I do, big and little, every day. So I definitely would. And I do I do think it gets the rep of we, like, just it's two sides fighting against each mm-hmm. other, and that that's just not it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is all about equality and respect, and I would I would consider myself, you know, a big supporter of all of those ideas that I previously mentioned. Okay, okay. Silas, you're a... Uh, you're a man. Do you have any uh, any thoughts on this topic or issue? <laughs> on what it? On uh, the on if men can be feminists as well. Oh, one hundred percent. I I am a, a firm believer that I am a, like a, a man. At least I am. I'm very privileged. I'm white. I'm a man. I'm privileged. I have. I've always had like kind of a almost a. Um, oh, what's the word? the a leg up almost um, when it comes to equality and rights and all that stuff so I believe that getting everybody to that same point is just such an important factor to be able to like everybody is equal like I can look at everybody down the street and I'm like we are all the same like we should all be uh the same rights same like all that stuff mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would think it, it should be. I would consider my, I guess I could consider myself a feminist. It's like a, I've never really thought of that specifically before, but yes. I definitely, I definitely agree. Woo! I definitely agree I with know, like, right? what like, you guys are saying. Woo! So, for sure, for sure. Right on. Okay, okay. Um, what does it mean to be a woman? From, ooh, there's kind so many things. Hot topic, yeah. uh, hot topic comment or um, question. I think to me personally, um, being a woman is, in my in my personal experience in life, it's showing up every day and just surprising, you know, everyone. Showing up and being able to show that, you know, you're meant to be here, I'm made to be here, and I can, like, hold my own here no matter the people in the room with me. I think, um, I think that's huge, especially in the field that I'm thinking of going into. Sometimes I sit in my classes and I look around and it is kind of daunting seeing that like the only other girl in the class is sitting next to me and then besides that it's all guys and that is, you know, it is 
a certain type of intimidation because, I mean, yeah, it's just the way it is. It's kind of scary sometimes, and I, I think that too. I think you know, it's showing up every day and and showing people that like no, like I I'm supposed to be here too. I'm 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 meant to be here, and I think it it's also just being being kind and and being loving and being respectful. I think especially to other women. It bums me out when I see, you know, there's, I, I want women to, you know, empower, empower women, you know, and I think that's also a huge aspect of it, being able to empower yourself and being able to empower other women, because there's always, there's always roadblocks, and at least if we have each other, you know, on our side and in our corner, it's, it's that much more empowering, so I think that's a huge aspect of it, too, being able to you know, be that voice for other women and for yourself. Mm. I, uh, yes, 100%. 100%. Um, I, I always think it's funny when I'm watching, you know, uh, Dance Moms or the Kardashians or stuff, and th- these women are just like, yeah, you took my wine. at each other. Screw you. And it's just, <laughs> no. Just, no. Can't we all just get along? Yeah, right? Like, there's already so many things. That we have to that fight we have about. To, yeah, just, we just got to get along. We got to right? be, yeah. And not just, like, all this petty crap, too. It's just, uh, it just can't. Yeah. You know, the whole, like, uh, what is it called? Reality TV shows. Just, I can't mm. with those, that stuff. It's just not, it's not where it's at. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, another t- hot topic question. Is the patriarchy also hurting men? I do think so. I think things like the patriarchy, when they establish these, specific norms and pictures and ideas of what someone or what a group of people should look like, I think that's, like, detrimental for anyone that doesn't fit that very specific picture or idea. Mm -hmm. So when the patriarchy, I think, establishes these norms of what a man should look like, what a man should work like and live like, what a masculine man looks like, I think for anyone who doesn't exactly identify themselves with that, I think that's super harmful and can cause a whole, you know, other side of issues, mentally, physically, whatever. Um, But yeah, I think that is very harmful to, to anyone who, who might not want to fit that picture or just simply doesn't because then, you know, they're faced with two options. They either conform to it and live probably not the happiest life that they can, or they, they don't conform, but then they have to, you know, suffer whatever consequences that may arise with mm-hmm. that. So I, I d- definitely do think it it can be harmful to men. Obviously, I'm not a man, so I've never <laughs> experienced that. I can just see it from the outside, but that's I think that's what I would say. I can uh, I can def- I can definitely notice it when uh, when I've been talking to people before, and uh, and just you know from TV shows and movies and stuff and. And also talking to people, it's just that, like, they can't, why not, I don't know, it just seems like that there's a certain amount of, like, expression that you can't do, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to, I don't know, if you want to wear a dress and a skirt, and it just seems like that's just not socially acceptable. And also with with uh, sharing feelings and things and crying, yeah, that's also exactly. Uh, that's also something that seems like you're not able to do expressively if you are a guy. But let's ask the... Guy there is a man. Hey, what's going on? Guys? How's it going? going? On? Um, Thoughts on this specific topic. I 
I'm a very, I've always been a part of a home that has always, I've always been able to share my feelings. I've always been able to, I've been, I've had very loving parents like that. I've been very uh, graced in that, in that sense that I've always been able to feel that. But there, I, I kind of get what you guys are saying though. When there's a, when there is something that must happen or that everyone says must happen, and if you do not conform to that, then that's, it's not ideal, right? Um, like being able to share your feelings in public. I, I'm, I also think that men just have a harder time doing that in general. And that's why that originally started was because it wasn't normal for us. So then we didn't do it. And then it just kind of became a no talk, no speak kind of thing. Um, and I think that's changing right now, which I think is good. Um, because everyone should be able to share their emotions all the time. Everybody should be able to do, um, share your feelings and express it. Uh, but I think there's also things with that to uh, trying to word it right and it's early in the morning and my brain's still <laughs> working um i think there's also a piece of it where um there's only so much i can talk about in any given situation um which it doesn't necessarily bother me it's just like when i was asked what what does feminism mean it's like well i've never really had a thought of that because i've never really had to think about that because mm-hmm. it's never been something that's like oh this directly impacts me um, and I think a lot of what we can do is men specifically today is look at all of this change that's going on. At least this is, the, this is kind of my own thing, so you can follow it if you want. But uh, is to look at these other people and say, "Hey, I uh, I'm going to support you, but uh, like I'm gonna I'm going to support you, but I'm not directly influenced by this this change." So being able to sit there and support while not, um, I guess, having too many thoughts on it, I suppose, is kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah, if you kind of catch my drift, right? Yeah. Again, it's, um, but I, I personally don't feel hurt by the patriarchy, I suppose, which is a big word, by the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's a, a big fun word. It's a, a big word for not coffee sit- ke- kicking in yet, but, you know. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. um, so just to go off of that part where you said that, um, that, men aren't usually aren't like good at sharing their emotions do you think that is because they've been taught to not share their emotions or it's just a natural thing because I mean we're all human we have emotions and you know we're emotional and we cry and we scream and you know other things like this but so do you think that's learned I believe it's natural I think to a degree it might be socially um, not normal but a majority of the time, I would believe that it's like uh, talking with people that I know. It's kind of just something that happens. It, it's no one. I think men specifically might have a harder time connecting with one another. When you do get those really deep and firm connections, right? It's like you can you feel comfortable to share those emotions. But a lot of guys never get to that point with mm-hmm. one another. So there's not a lot of. Um, stability there and it's like well if I say this and I say that and it's like ah it it kind of all gets jumbled up and it's not easy so to to start that is extremely difficult in the first place so I think it's more natural than uh, social at this point at least in our in our culture okay I could uh I could see that I guess it's just it's passed down through generations and generations I think it would probably just be a mix of both and I think some people also just in general, like for me, it's not easy for me to share 
emotions. Like it, t- it just doesn't come easily to me. And it's like, it's a very uncomfortable thing for me. Mm-hmm. So when I am able to share emotions, like, I think that means that I'm just like heavily, like we connect or some, if I feel comfortable enough. Um, but like, I've never felt, I don't know if like, say my brother has ever felt like this, but I've never felt like I shouldn't be able to, or it like, it would be weird if I came out and talked about my emotions, but I don't like, I don't know if for my brother who was raised, you know, the same exact way Mm -hmm. as I was, if that's, if he feels any differently, you know, just because he is a guy. So I think, I think it would probably be a mix of both, just some people, it's more natural, and then, you know, things handed down throughout just history, I think probably also has some type of effect on it. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've heard people say that, or, you know, just talks in general with, uh, that I've seen, like, people will just, you know, tell their little boys if they're, uh, if they're, like, get on the ground and they, like, start crying because, you know, they hit their arm or something. I've seen dads before and then just, like, get up, you know, shake it off. Be a man. Don't, yeah, be a man. <laughs> yeah. Don't cry. And I think it does a, a definitely a disservice to, a, to men that, um, mm-hmm. that you're not allowed to express yourself. Especially when you're hearing that as, like, a little kid. I know, right? Like, it's like I can't cry, what? <laughs> that, pro- that, you know, things you hear at that age, it sticks with you. So I yeah. definitely see how that, can, that really, can definitely affect someone. Yeah, it can definitely mess you up. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of a side tangent, but it kind of goes along with what we're talking about. <coughs> um, should men and women be raised the same? A question mm. to the group. Anyone answer first? <laughs> Hmm. I need to think about this one. I know it was kind of a kind of a interesting. Uh, well, well, I'm. I try to think of this very logically, and yeah. I I think men and women are different mm-hmm. in, on a. F- not different in like a. A quality sense, but different in a. Biological, biological sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and in that biological sense, I believe that different, and again, different people require different needs. So I, it, it, this can all wrap around different ways. It's like you're definitely going to treat a, a set of twins different than you are a child that's 11 and a child that's 15 kind of mm. thing, right? Like there's so many different disparities with that. So I believe that each situation should be taken into account and be like, okay, should this happen? Should this happen? Should this happen? It's like, I did this with this child. Would it be the same with this child? I think it should be more on a child-by-child basis than Mm -hmm. a gender basis. Okay. Yeah. I like that. that. I think, yeah, I do think some kids, sorry, I think I'm far away. (laughs) I do think some kids might require to be raised differently, but I, I don't necessarily think that should depend on whether, you know, it's a girl, it's a guy. I'd, just based on the person. Um, I was sitting back and I was just thinking of how, like, my parents did it with my brother and I. I do think for the most part we were raised, I think, pretty similarly as far as I, you know, can remember. But there's always those things that my parents were extra careful of for me just because I I am a girl. Yeah. Um, Whether it be, like, I, I think they were a little bit stricter on me when I started going to high school, started, like, going out with friends, stuff like that, because that imposes a whole nother set um, 
of dangers that my brother, you know, things that he was probably never going to have to worry about as much as I would because just because I, I, I am a girl. Um, so I think in that aspect, I do think not necessarily doing it differently, but just, I don't know how I want to say it. Um, being more aware? Being more aware, yeah, okay. I would say. But I, I do think for the majority of the part, it should it should just be based on what the child is like as a person, you know, the needs that different chi- children um, have, but not necessarily treating them differently because. And to kind of piggyback what off you're saying, in, in an ideal world, I don't think so. I mean, like yeah. in an ideal world, we won't have to treat, mm-hmm. like I, I won't have to worry about my sister like walking home from school kind of thing, right? It's yeah. like there, there's a lot of different situations where it's just like in an ideal world, we wouldn't have to worry about that because that, that wouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. But we do. And because we do worry about it, I think changes, I mean, obviously changes need to happen there, but it's like we almost have to, in a way, do conform to that sense. It's like, okay, well, we, we do have to worry about this because yeah. ultimately that's what's better for my my child mm-hmm. or uh, et cetera, et cetera. Because if you so. ignore it, you you, need, you can't ignore the reality, exactly. you know, of, of and things that the happen. state of the world So yeah. and the things that can happen. So I do think, yeah, like in an ideal world, we would raise everyone, you know, mm-hmm. the same exact way. But because there are certain realities that we have to face and certain realities are more a threat to some people than they are to, uh, to others, um, I do think we in a way, have to conform to that, and, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. My social problems teacher, uh, he was telling us an example, because we were talking about uh, gender inequality, and he was telling us a story of um, of his friend that has a daughter and a son, and uh, and the son was, like, attacking, well, you know, like, playfully attacking the daughter, and it was like, you know, and she kept saying, get off of me, get off of me, and then he and then she ended up punching him in the nose, and I think I, and he got a bloody nose. And then the mom was at, uh, put in a force in a you know tricky situation because she was like, I don't know if I should tell her that she shouldn't hit her brother, or she should be glad that her daughter you know kicked him off was of her able because, to yeah because you know you kind of gotta be forceful with that. So I definitely agree that that you have to. I guess you just have to take consider- into consideration of what you're doing, you know? With uh, with girls, you have to be more aware and make sure that they can c- handle themselves and be able to fight those sort of things on their own. And with guys, I just think that there just needs to be more discipline, I guess. Not discipline, but, like, when somebody says no to you, you can't just get an easy pass, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to actually, like, listen to what they're saying and don't do it anymore. Because <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes, not that I, I don't <sighs> have any siblings, so I'm not 100% sure, but I think sometimes, like, little boys are able to get away with more things than, than girls are. That's my personal opinion. But Well, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I agree with you on that. I, But I also think... A lot of people say it's like, oh, well, this person was never raised right or it wasn't like there, there's definitely things where it's like, OK, this person had a messed up childhood. There's trauma here. There's problems here. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But also people are going to be their own people. Yeah. If I could like, I mean, in just a very general sense, it's like if you did everything right as a parent with a kid 
and then that son went off to do some like awful things, that's beyond that parent's control after a point. Maybe yeah. with, with the people he got involved with or um, what kind of life he ended up living in college. It, it, it all depends on that person. So I, like, it's like, oh, we're going to blame the parents. We're going to blame the parents. It's like, gosh, that's a, I mean, imagine mm-hmm. like seeing that happen to your own son. It's like, they're already probably going through enough strife, like kind of leave them alone. But, um, and in that specific equation, it's like, yes, the, the boy, I mean, they're kids. The boy should definitely learn and be like, yeah, no means no back off mm-hmm. and also the girl I think is in her right to be like hey stop it yeah. in the in like in those situations where it's just like yep this is this is the reality that you you take these as they come right it's mm-hmm. like you should you should support her you should be like hey <laughs> you did the right thing let's not give your brother a bloody nose next time <laughs> you can't hit your brother but you, <laughs> but you did the right thing and then the brother you're like hey when she says no no yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like you've got to be firm. You got to mm-hmm. be like this is this is the 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 thing, right? Because as a parent, you're you're setting these kind of morals at least for the start of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like kind of let them understand that later. But yeah. Okay. Thinking of these things makes me so scared. I know, um, right? <laughs> like having to do this eventually, whenever it's time <laughs> for me to have kids, because you know, a parent. I do agree. Sometimes people have childhoods that were just like horrible and that's oh, yeah. going to be with them and that definitely affects the person that they grow up to be but in a lot of cases I think you know parents just do the best that they can but eventually that kid is they're a person of their own mm-hmm. and you know you can do everything in your power to like be the perfect parent and try to raise them in the most perfect way but at the end of the day you know they're going to end up doing what they want they're going to end up making the choices that they want to make and I do think that you know eventually yeah what the parents did could have affect you know probably did affect them but at the end of the day they are their own person and yeah. they're gonna do what they want to do that's a, that's fair okay. I think I think we can kind of move out of this like kind of super serious yeah. debate yeah. that we're okay. going into Absolutely. right now right. um okay so on a more um happier lighter note um kind of moving away from that what are some what do you think some ways are that we can help solve these um these complex and you know very intertwined issues if there are any that you can think of so, optimism happiness Yay. <laughs> i just think a lot of it has to do with respect mm-hmm. i i respect you both for what you guys accomplish and what you guys do and how you guys live your lives, right? I think it's a lot of it's just easier. It's easier to, a majority of the time, it's easier to look at somebody else and not think about what they're going through. But if you take that extra step and think about what they have to go through every day and think about what they have to do, it's like, just take that extra step. Mm-hmm. Look at it and be like, I can respect you for showing up today. Through And I'm, and I'm not sure what you guys go through. Like, I, I'm not. I, I'm almost completely blind to this, but I can sit here and I can think of um, all of the problems that we have and I can I can sit here and respect you guys for that. Well, just, uh, just as an example kind of thing, you know? But Yeah. I agree. I think when people are able to put any underlying differences aside and just, like, see the other person as a person and just be able to give them that, you know, basic human respect that, you know humans deserve Mm -hmm. um 
I think even just that can make a huge difference. I think um, we all, we you know, we walk into different situations and immediately, you know, even if we're not like bad people, immediately it's like a, you know, you're looking at a person and you're automatic, you're, you're, you're thinking and judging something just based on what you see. And I feel like that's natural for a lot of people, regardless of whether or not, you know, you want to do that immediately. It's like the first thing you see a specific person and you begin to assume, Mm -hmm. you know, what they are, who they are. Um, And so I think when we put that aside and just start everything off on just a basic level of respect, I think that could go a really, really far way Um, because I definitely don't think that's the case with a lot of of these issues. I agree too. Uh, Respect and then just having compassion, you know, just trying to understand, not that you're, well, you know, just trying to like out prospectively uh, live in somebody else's shoes. Um, I was actually, I was having an interview with somebody else and she said something very interesting. She said, how can, um, how can little boys make way for girls if they don't see women in powerful positions as well? so I think also that is a uh, is also something that we can definitely work on is just to is for women to be in more powerful positions so that I guess so that guys can see that you know we're here too you know mm-hmm. that we're not just gonna back down and everything just more power I guess and then also yeah but power and respect I guess yeah. you know and then te- just power respect and then just teaching teaching people from young ages to uh to love everybody. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Going hopping just real quick back to the student senate, kind of hopping out of this, this mm-hmm. deeper conversation. Do you have anything you'd like to announce or uh, talk about uh, briefly before we end the episode? If anyone out there is interested in service week, I'll give you a little breakdown of what we're going to do. Um, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, we're having events here on campus. So Monday and Friday, well, actually, Monday and Friday are all filled up. So I take that back. There are no more <laughs> volunteer slots open for those. But we're going to go over the, the Hersteiner Hirsteiner? Hirsteiner. Child Development Center, and we're reading um, to kids. So there's Aww. a morning and an afternoon session on those both days. And then um, Wednesday, we're going to be sitting in on the Clear Connect classes here on campus. Nice. And I think the <coughs> – sorry – there's also two sessions of that. Um, the morning session is their actual classes, and then the afternoon session is more of like a study hall type thing. So people who volunteer for those will kind of just help out um, however they may need it just based on whoever is in study hall. And then, yeah, the morning session of that, we're going to be sitting in on their classes and kind of participating in discussions with them about um, – whatever topics they're talking about. So that's Wednesday. And then Tuesday, I always get these mixed up. I've been planning this for the last I don't know how many months, but I always get Tuesday and Thursday mixed up. Um, I believe Tuesday we are going, yeah, Tuesday, we're going to Ernie Miller Nature Center. So we're volunteering with the Parks and Rec Department, and we're going to be doing like a garden cleanup with them. Um, I think we're ripping old plants out, putting mulch down, stuff like that. So that's on Tuesday. And then Thursday, we are volunteering at the 
<laughs> developmental supports department. Um, so we're going to be making, I think, crayons out of old crayons in the morning. It's going to be a crayon-making session. And then afternoon is, like, their music club, so it's going to be a drum-making session. So oh I think God. they're taking, like, household items, and we're going to be making drums out of them. And so Tuesday and Thursday, since they are off campus, we're required to, like, transport together. Oh, so okay. we're going to be meeting together, everyone who volunteers, and then we'll leave from here in one of those vans, drive there, and then drive back here. Um, but if anyone is interested, so I can do my email, mpalazu1 at stumail.jccc.edu. So if you're um, interested in volunteering, send me an email, and I can send you the Sign Up Genius link, and we can go from there. Awesome. The Ernie Nature Miller Center sounds really fun. Yeah, yeah I'm excited for, sure. for that one. That would be cool. I'm excited for it as a whole. Oh, and then, so Saturday... It's tomorrow at 9 a.m. I think that one might be a little too soon. But it's an event that's being held here in honor of National Down Syndrome Day, which was um, on Tuesday, this Tuesday. And th they're going to have this guest speaker. He's the first athlete with Down Syndrome to complete an Ironman. Wow. So he's going to be here. He's going to be talking. And then everyone who attends gets to participate in, like, fitness-related events and things like that. And we're also volunteering, so tomorrow it's kind of like the kickoff event of all of the service activities. Um, so that'll be here 9 to noon. We're going to be meeting in the gym, and it should be a lot of fun. So I'm excited for that one, too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no. Uh, also, just thank you so much for uh, showing up and uh, giving us kind of the rundown and just uh, being willing to go a little bit deeper on these uh, topics and stuff. Maria. Thank you guys for inviting me. Yes, of course. Sure. I was super excited. When I first got your DM, I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be on a podcast. It's a great discussion, you know, very a lot yeah. of good things were said. I agree with both of you and almost every aspect. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually a good thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. But, uh, it 100% is. I will also like to uh, thank our listeners for tuning into this episode of Cav Corner, and we will see you next time.